Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode all about the book The House That Jack Ma Built by Duncan Clark. Keep listening to find out why you need to find mentors who will correct your mistakes and why timing is everything. You're listening to Steph's Business Bookshelf, doing the reading so you don't have to. Welcome back and thank you to the couple of people who have been sending me some emails and some messages over the last couple of weeks. A couple of people finding out more about some of the books I've been reading or some of the previous podcast episodes and other people looking for recommendations to of books to recommend to people who are maybe struggling with something in particular or looking for some inspiration on a particular topic. Really great to help you out. So if you aren't doing that already, if you've got some questions, particularly with summer holidays or winter holidays coming up, depending on which hemisphere you're in, you want some book recommendations, either drop me a note, contact details are in the show notes, or even better, join the Facebook group, Steph's Business Bookshelf Book Club. Link is in the show notes again, where you can get the wisdom in the room from those in the group. And we've already been sharing a few book recommendations there. Before I dive into the three big ideas I took from the book, The House That Jack Ma Built, a little bit about the author. Founder, investor, and leading advisor on China's dynamic technology and consumer sectors, Duncan Clark is a recognized expert on the internet and entrepreneurship in China. He has lived and worked in Beijing and Shanghai for more than 20 years. Duncan is chairman of BDA China, a company he founded in 1994 after working as an investment banker with Morgan Stanley in London and Hong Kong. Duncan is a visiting senior fellow of the Institute of Global Affairs at the London School of Economics and a former visiting scholar at Stanford University. He previously served as chairman of the British Chamber of Commerce in China and was awarded an OBE in 2013 for services to UK-China trade and investment. A UK citizen raised in the UK, US and France, Duncan is a graduate of the London School of Economics. And that's taken from Duncan's website, duncanclark.com. Now, this book is actually obviously about Jack Ma, but it was a, a biography written by Duncan, so a little bit about the book. An engrossing insider's account of how a teacher built one of the world's most valuable companies, rivaling Walmart and Amazon, and forever reshaped the global economy. In just a decade and a half, Jack Ma, a man from modest beginnings and who started out as an English teacher, founded and built Alibaba into one of the world's largest companies, an e-commerce empire on which hundreds of millions of Chinese consumers depend. Alibaba's 25 billion IPO in 2014 was the largest global IPO ever. Clark tells Alibaba's tale in the context of China's momentous economic and social changes, illuminating an unlikely corporate titan as never before. And again, that comes from Duncan's website. Link is in the show notes. Into the three big ideas that I took from this book, The House That Jack Ma Built. Number one, find mentors who can correct your mistakes. From quite an early age, Jack really wanted to learn English so that he could better communicate and understand things that were coming in and starting to creep into China from outside of China. He'd actually wait outside a hotel and offer tours of his hometown, showed great initiative more than anything. During this time of his life, he met the Morley family from Australia, who he became very close with. He started to write with them. So after they'd left and he'd given them some tours and they'd become quite close, he would write to them back in Australia. And Ken would actually send the letters back to Jack with corrected grammar and spelling to help him improve his English. Jack credits a lot of his success to his English skills, and particularly that he developed those quite early in his life. Clearly, the Morley family, and particularly Ken Morley, had a huge impact on that because they helped him nurture that English from native speakers and, again, helping to correct him. Ken Morley also later helped fund Jack's uni fees and his first apartment. 
the family's reign really close and Jack and Kathy, his wife, named actually their first son Cun, which was a closer approximation of Ken. But mentors can also be fictional. And Jack's love of the warrior Feng Qingyang from Jing Yong's books gave him a lot of inspiration. During some of the trials and tribulations of building Alibaba and building some of the surrounding companies, he would actually look back to Jing Yong's books and cartoons and comics and things with these warriors, these fictional warriors in, to find some strength so he could carry on and make the right decisions and sometimes correct his path. So big idea number one there, find mentors who correct your mistakes. Big idea number two is that timing is everything. Now, if you've listened to last week's episode about the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell, you'll hear that actually timing can be very much everything, in particular around when you're born. In Jack Ma's case, he was one of the first web users in his district and therefore really in China and really benefited from a trifecta of events that happened around the same time, including China relaxing their entrepreneurial laws and allowing people to actually start their own businesses, the rise of the internet and the availability of the internet, and also the rise of home computers and again, the availability and access that people had to them. That, which was then multiplied by his knowing English, really allowed him to make the most of that opportunity when it arose and when China really opened up to the rest of the world. So it was a little bit of luck, but, but I read recently in another book that you might get lucky, but it's knowing what to do with that luck that's the important thing. And this was very much the case for Jack. He really persevered to learn computing, to understand how to connect different places, to learn a bit of marketing, to find customers, and to try and target people who would be interested in connecting the US in particular, but really the rest of the world with China, given the doors were starting to open a bit more. It was also really a lesson in working out as you go. So again, whilst the timing might be fortunate, you might be at the cusp of a new wave of innovation or a new piece of technology or just a new social dynamic that means that things are changing and, and trends are appearing. That does also mean that there's no real textbook for you to follow. You have to work it out as you go. That was very much the case for Jack and he showed a lot of perseverance, but also a lot of initiative in working it out as he went. That also meant connecting with people at a time when that wasn't as easy from the other side of the world, making some visits to the US to see what people were doing in other places to help him then move his ideas forward. Ultimately, that was the beginning of Alibaba. So that was big idea number two, timing is everything. There should be a sub point to that, but you've got to know what to do with that timing. Big idea number three is health and happiness. Jack takes employee well-being very seriously. During the SARS outbreak, for example, they supported their employees working from home and really banded together. He is also really well known for rallying the troops for good and towards a purpose, for sending quite inspirational messages or doing quite inspirational speeches for his staff to bring them together and unite them across the purpose for good that Alibaba is striving towards. More recently, he's used his clout that he has between almost bridging between China and the rest of the world, particularly the US, and taking this further, investing in and lobbying for better environmental management and healthcare in particular in China, where those are quite challenging topics. Throughout the book, you can also see the importance of loyalty and friendship. Many of the original group who huddled together in a tiny apartment, building the website and building the infrastructure around the original Alibaba idea are still involved in a management capacity. Reminds me a lot of the Phil Knight book, which uh, Shoe Dog, which if you haven't listened to that episode already, recommend you going back and listening to, for wanting to work with his friends. Phil Knight was very big on that. He wanted work to be fun. He wanted to surround himself with the people that he loved in a daily work basis. 
And Jack Ma has very much done that as well. He's found really close confidants along the way and surrounded himself by them. There's a quote that I'll be sharing this week from the book, which is, it doesn't matter how wealthy or powerful you are. If you can't enjoy the sunshine, you can't truly be happy. So again, even in the design of the quite impressive Alibaba, almost town or village or small city, maybe even uh, in some standards, he's really focused on building a space which is good and healthy for people to exist and work and live in even. And yes, with plenty of sunshine. So that was big idea number two, health and happiness or the importance of. So a quick recap, the three big ideas I took from the book, The House That Jack Ma Built. Number one, find mentors who can correct your mistakes. Big idea number two, timing is everything, in brackets, but you've got to know what to do with it. And big idea number three, health and happiness, or the importance of. I did really enjoy the book because it gave me great insight into China over the last couple of decades and how it has changed in terms of the social, economic, political landscape. And particularly from a commercial perspective, what happened when they did open the doors slightly more to outside trade and also to allow entrepreneurial activities, which grew a new wave of business people in China. These were things I didn't really know a lot about previously. So from an academic perspective, I quite enjoyed the book. In terms of the writing style of the book, it is actually a little bit academic in, in places and I find some I found some of the flow a little bit strange, but that said, didn't detract too much from the enjoyment of the book. So I would definitely still recommend reading it. I'd also recommend reading it generally because we're probably quite used to reading about and idolizing entrepreneurs like your Steve Jobs, like your Elon Musk, like Phil Knight even, who have a very Western way of doing things and are measured to an extent around that extrovert ideal that we have in our mind of what as an entrepreneur of a big global, huge company should look and act like. Jack Ma is a bit different because he does obviously bring a very different and obviously a much more Chinese and Asian influence to the way he built a business and the decisions he made and the speeches he's given and his perspective on life. So I really enjoyed finding out just a bit more about a different way of doing things. If you have read the book, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought, what you learned from the book. Contact details are all in the show notes as usual. And if you haven't read the book, but this has inspired you to do so, then again, let me know. As I mentioned earlier, you can also join the Facebook group Steph's Business Bookshelf Book Club to join in the conversation, share some book recommendations and share what you enjoyed or what you learned from the podcast episodes you've been listening to. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.